You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, hey, Siri, play WFAN. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. It's opening day number two. It is 501, soon to be 502. His name, his name, his name is the science guy himself, the Eddie Scazzeri. And across from me, his name is Al Patrick Dukes. What's up, man? Good morning, Jerry. I had a full-on day of sports well, yesterday. almost. You didn't have the full day because oh, the stupid Mets got you know postponed until 8.30 last night. Good point. I was uh, all pumped for Mets opening day. I put on my television at uh, 7 p.m. Uh, they threw it to the booth, and it was uh, p- pouring rain. Badly. Like, what? And they said all day Say that it was going to be better. It was going to be better. Yeah. And it was going to clear out. And I'm with you. They throw it to Ron, Keith, and Gary, and it looked like it was still pouring, and there wasn't a soul in the stadium. And Keith had a suit on. Like he did. A jug- and I, all I could think of is, like, this guy went out and put a suit on, and now maybe this game doesn't even happen. Well, they knew they were going to play. They how knew, how they do knew, they know that? The forecast said, just like we knew the forecast said today is going to be nice, that the weather was going to move out. If today's going to be nice, Jerry, why did I have windshield wipers on this morning? Well, today's going to be nice. I didn't say midnight it was going to be nice. Oh. So, you had windshield wipers on? I didn't have windshield wipers on the whole way. Oh, I did. Really? Yeah. There's more rain? Come yeah, Eddie on. did too, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I must have driven in a nice little patch. Well, you go all the all the way up to the Lincoln Tunnel, so you're in a whole different atmosphere. I, that, a whole different atmosphere. Yeah, uh, Eddie and I go through Staten <laughs> different Island. Different weathered so pattern. I had to do the um, intermittent wipers, which oh, okay, I got so you. So annoying. God, but that's probably more kick up from the tires than it is. Yeah, the it was rain. a lot of kick up. Well, it was a little both, little, little both. both, Jerry, a little both. But Understood. yesterday uh, in Washington, full on downpour. Yesterday was brutal. But they did get the game in, and the Mets won. Hello. They won five one. They did what they had to do. Although Pete Alonso almost died in the ninth inning, but I could have died. Uh, yeah, I've <laughs> pretty crazy, isn't it? So it was a fastball. Yeah, up and in, up Ma- and in. Mason Thompson on a young purpose. Buck. No, I don't. This think so. punk. I, I really, I don't think so. So they now the headline when I woke up this morning, I saw it. Go, it says Pete Alonso gets hit in the face with a fastball. Not really. He didn't. He didn't. I mean, the ball glanced off the top of his shoulder, hundred percent hit the the uh, the the chin guard. Right, the, the which people started wearing after Giancarlo Stanton got yes. smashed in the face. Not everyone wears it, though, right? Not everyone wears it. My Pete younger Alonso son wears, wears it. it. My older son will not wear it. Oh, I would wear it in I, a second. I'm with you. I'd feel more powerful up at the plate if I had that thing guarded in my chin, because Pete Alonso probably would have a smashed jaw today. Yes, 100%. right, because it did. You're right. It hit off the shoulder, then hit that. Chin mouth guard thingy. That was and that was a fastball. And he was still spitting blood. Yeah. Well, because as Gary even said, the guard compressed into his chin. So while it 
probably prevented a broken jaw, it's still going to hurt. Yeah. And he's going to be bruised. I wouldn't be surprised if he lost a tooth or two. Hmm. And Sterling Marte, Jerry, not happy. Starling Marte. What did you I say? Don't know, I don't know who Sterling Marte is, but Starling, Starling Marte. Marte. I uh, find them to be a st- <laughs> Sterling type of a player. Uh, yes. He was ticked off. Anytime a guy gets hit near the face, the other, you, I would think and a hope that your teammates are going to be pissed. He seemed to be the only one. He was very demonstrative. That said, if you watch the kid's reaction, I really don't believe he was thrown at him. That is a very weird situation. I was thinking about that as well. Normally when you harm someone, if you were on the street, Jerry, and you turned around quickly and elbowed someone in the face, you'd be, oh, my bad. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Baseball, when you dr- and football is probably this way too. Baseball, you could drill someone in the face. You don't apologize right then and there to the guy or go, are you okay? Other people do it for you. That is like true. Like that kid just stood on the mound. That is very true. He should have run up to Pete Alonzo. I don't think Are I've you ever, okay? But you don't even see that at the youth level. Kids don't usually go. Well, because they, they learned it from you, Dad. I suppose. They learn it from the pros. I guess. I would want to apologize immediately if I hit someone in the face with a fastball. I mean, you've seen guys yell, my bad. <laughs> I mean. That's on me. Yeah. That one's on me. What are you going to do? It my bad. It happens my too much, actually. Yeah. But hopefully but you Alonzo's have to, okay and he's out there tonight. If you're a pitcher and you hit someone in the face with a fastball, you have to demonstrate immediately on the mound. He did. That it was like he you like he took his punched his hand into his glove like darn it. And you've you know what you've seen too from some guys when they go up and in and they hit a guy and they hit someone when they clearly didn't intend to, when they crouch down and they kind of put their head like, in their oh. glove. You, you kind of know that it was not done on purpose. And if not, they're really good actors. How about if you drill a guy in the face and just yell to the batter, get back in the box, let's go. Why don't you try that? I'd like to see the reaction when you get your ass kicked. <laughs> Stop being dramatic, Pete Alonzo. Get the first base. Right. Let's go. I got a nuts. That took him out of the game. Yeah. Took him out of the game. And rightly so. Right. You it was 5-1. A... The game was over. Game was over. You take a fastball to the face. Time to uh, <sighs> time to hit the showers early. You're spitting what's am- blood. What's amazing to me is, uh, and this goes for anybody, even Bassett, who got hit by a line drive, to go out there the next time and not be flinching. Yeah. Like, like you've got to get in the batter's box now, knowing the last time you were in the batter's box, someone hit you in the face correct. with a fastball. That's exactly right. It's just a scary proposition. And if the pitcher didn't do it on purpose, which we no one thinks he did. I don't think he did, but who knows? That guy's got to pitch to the batter right away yeah. the next batter. That's right. So now he's got to go, oh, my gosh, I, I can't hit another guy in the face. They're going to definitely come beat me up. Eddie, who was the – I don't remember. Who was the Cardinals pitcher that couldn't throw strikes and then they converted him and he, he went to the oh, outfield? Yes. You remember? He was a wild thing times Ankiel, 10. Rick Ankiel. Rick Ankiel. That's right. Jerry. And he couldn't throw a strike yeah. and he was all over the place, so he converted himself to an outfielder. <laughs> and has hit home runs. Yeah, so it's like it gets in, it can get in your head for sure. Right. But, Yeah. If I hit a guy in the face and then the next batter came up on my catcher was giving me signs for inside, I'd be like, hmm. I'll take the outside corner. Let's do outside. Let's do low <laughs> of the way to this guy. Pretty ballsy, though, to go up and right. in. <laughs> <laughs> right, because also if you're the next batter up, you got to be like, oh, this is this going to be in this guy's head now where I'm going to get hit in the face? I think part of it, too, though, does matter where he was trying to put the pitch. Yeah. Meaning if he was trying to go up and in but on the inside corner, I mean, you're talking about a pitch that doesn't miss by too much, but it winds up hitting you in the face. If he was trying to go low and away, <laughs> and that's where the pitch goes, 
then you might be, boy, yeah. my control stinks. Yeah, I was trying to hit, I was trying to pitch that low and away. Sorry, I hit your jaw. <laughs> my bad. Not the intent. Yeah. I actually didn't think Pete Alonso was, was hurt that bad. I thought it looked worse than it was until he started spitting blood. Well, for sure. And that's why Buck just took him out. Looks like you're done. Because generally, Jerry, when you spit blood, something has happened. You think? You Not think he lost thing. a tooth? I think it's very possible. Yeah, of course. He got hit in the jaw. About game one. You're game one. You're already hit in the face. Well, look at it this way. Let's hope that's out of the way now. <laughs> right. What are the chances you get hit in the face twice in the season? I don't know. Although if you do, probably if you get hit in the face in the first game, your chances for 161 other games, chances are you might get hit in the face again. Tell you what. He gets hit there again. Imagine what that would feel like. I mean, it's got to be sore already. And I don't even know if a play today. I don't know. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. But you can imagine, like, how sensitive that's going to be. I'd throw I'd throw right up and in at his My first at bat. Just you're to a, send a message. I've learned this. You're a bad guy. Just to send a message. Yeah, you're a bad guy. You want to scare the Mets. Now you want to work his hitter. jaw? Not hit his jaw. Let him this know is, that we're out there. And this is what you don't like. Now, this kid's a reliever. He's not going to hit anyway. But now with the DH now in the National League, these pitchers can do what they want, Whatever and they're never they going to get thrown yep. out ever. All they're going to do is, but now, all right, let me ask you this. That happened in the ninth inning. Mets come back. I didn't see the bottom of the ninth, so I don't even know if the Mets threw it any. I don't know if they no, did there it. No, there was no did. throwing at anybody. They throw at anybody today? No. No, none. No. We're not going up and in. All right, not hit them. We going up and in on Juan Soto? No. Why not? I don't think they will. I think Max Scherzer might. Oh, it's Max Scherzer. Let's hit him right in the I'm back. not saying he's going to hit him. I'm saying he might go up in it. He might let him know. You know where I throw? At the ass. Yeah. Really a fastball at the butt cheek. You got our guy. We're going to get you. We're not going to go anywhere near your head. But You're welcome. stick out that left butt cheek. Here right. it comes. Or the you, right butt cheek. Right. Whoever you throw at. Whatever butt cheek you decide to throw at, you're going to hit it. Yes. <laughs> I hope they don't give them a warning before the game. I hate that. You got to let guys throw inside. That's a that's a very good possibility. And the Nationals are throwing a Josiah Gray. You ever hear of this? I, guy? No, I have not. Me neither. Josiah Gray. This has got bet on Max Scherzer and the Mets written all over it. I would think so. Even last night, the Mets were a big favorite. They were minus, what was it, minus 130, I think? Something like that. Know what I like? The Mets that scored five runs, then they didn't hit homers. They didn't. They actually were able to get their guys around and score without being home run or nothing. Yeah. They were, I'll tell you, the one bet that I did make, which I, not that I bet much, I only bet $25, but I did take the Mets minus the run and a half. So you won that. Well, yeah, because it, I got them at plus 140 or plus 150, I forget. A lot different than just winning on the money line. Yes. The money line was nothing, but nothing. you got to win by two runs now. All of a sudden, it ups your value a little bit. Pete Alonzo was very much in the mix yesterday, getting hit in the face, getting thrown out at the plate, stumbling, rumbling, bumbling around third base. There was a guy that called up Sal that said he looked like he didn't miss too many meals in the offseason. Yeah. I didn't think he looked that heavy. Right. He's a big fella. And he's always looked lumpy. <laughs> and he wasn't slow running the bat. He's kind of st- he stumbled when he went around third when he got thrown yeah. out at the plate. But did and you think he looked throw. fat? I didn't think that. I thought... He looked fine. He's a thick guy. Yes, that's exact. And he always had. Remember, you, I remember the day I forget what home run or game winning hit he had. But remember, they ripped his shirt off. Yeah. And you came in the next day, you're like, not very impressive. Not great. Right. <laughs> he looks like it's that. All right. He looks the same to me. Yeah. Maybe a little bit bigger, but so we all are. 
I didn't think he looked like, you know, this huge fat ass like the caller said. <laughs> he wasn't Bartolo Colon. No, not at all. Not at all. He Here's what you need him to do. Hit home runs. Yes. That's what you need him to do. Less hit in the face, more hitting the ball in the stands. Could not agree with you more. Exactly. Uh, Brando Nimmo did not play yesterday, Ooh. Jerry. Brando Nimmo? No, Brandon Nimmo. I said Eddie, Brandon. He said Brando. No way. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Oh, yes, you did. Prove it. Uh, Eddie will prove it. It'll give him about 60 seconds. Brandon Nimmo. So you got so I'm just curious. So your alternative Met team features Sterling Marte and Brando Nimmo. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they go, oh, he can't play. He has a stiff neck. Well, that we is, knew that though. That is the wussiest. But we all right. But we knew he had a stiff neck. Well, yeah, that's why someone massage it. That was the whole thing. Massage it. That was the whole thing with Buck Showalter saying well, we don't know if he's going to start, if we're going to give him a day, or we're going to put him on the IL. Rub his neck. It doesn't work that way. You've never had a stiff neck. Yes. Yeah, and you okay? And you want to go up there and hit a hundred mile an hour yes. fastball? Knock it off. Stop. Uh, Brando Nimmo. <laughs> uh, Brando bad. Nimmo. I know his name is Brandon Nimmo. It, <laughs> I got to be honest. I'm not so sure. A hundred percent. Brando Nimmo. <laughs> I did think Starling Marte was, was Sterling. Sterling Marte. I did think that, but I did know Brandon Nimmo. Yes. Brando Nimmo. Oh boy. Brando Nimmo. <laughs> so I guess Max Scherzer passed his hamstring test, Jerry. He did. He was able to jog to first base. Okay, good. He's able to, to pick go. up. He's able to field the ball and yes. throw it to first base. So good for him. Today we'll have. Now it was interesting because yesterday all morning Greg was talking about how. It just didn't feel like opening day. Like no buzz. Yeah, and I do agree with him because of the fact that it wasn't opening day for the Yankees because today is the way they moved the game. And once they moved the – the Mets were on the road anyway, but the weather and the fact that they moved it to a night game, it did have a different feel. Now, yes. Gary, Keith, and Ron, I mean, they were all about you know, the pageantry and it's opening day. It's got a different feel. Well, they're there. So I understand that. And you were with the team. I was with Greg. Today, though, feels like – it does. Today feels like opening day to me. Right. Also, if the sun, when the sun decides to show yes. its ugly face again. Exactly right. Which, will be, we'll to, which will be today. It's supposed to be 60 degrees and sunny today. And the Met game tonight's the one on Apple TV+. Plus. Correct, which I have to download. Yeah, it is free. No, no, I, and I'll get it. I will get it. So get it, everybody. I, I will do so. Get it, get it, get it. Yes. I am not going to pay for it, but I will get it. Interesting group of uh, broadcasters tonight, Jerry. Uh, yeah, I I thought we were going to get, like, Costas or... It, although Costas is doing what? Prime, I saw he's doing some games. Was he doing MLB Network? Whatever. Who knows? I thought we were going to get, like... And no, no disrespect to this group. I thought we were going to get, like, big-name announcers. Well, evidently, they're going to change it up weekly. They're going to be announcing who's oh, that's involved. Cool. But that's a lot cool. of ladies involved in this. Well, it's uh, the Orioles announcer, right? Melanie Newman, is that her Melanie name? Melanie Newman. Katie Nolan, who we haven't seen in years. She's on the broadcast? Yep. Huh. And your favorite, Jerry, Heidi Watney. She's tremendous. You love her. What is she doing? Is she doing, like, sidelines, or is she in the booth? Uh, I don't know. Analyst. It says analyst. Okay. She's awesome. She's a, she's the host of Quick Pitch. At least yeah. she used to be. I don't know if she still is or not. I mean, you talk about a person that knows her baseball. Yeah. Runs circles around us. They have a lot of people listed on this game. So I guess there'll be some pregame. Well, she, I believe Heidi Watney for, a, I don't know if it's, five, I think TBS, during the playoffs, she did a lot of coverage. It's not sideline. It's dugout coverage, whatever you want to, on, on the, the field coverage. Line. Yeah. So it's not like she hasn't done that before. She's been out of the studio during games. So it's not not shocking. Well, so good for them. Go. Hey, good for you. Hey, good for them. So there you go. Apple TV. Was it 7 o'clock again tonight? Uh, yes. 
You sure? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so seven oh five. Right. Apple Mets. TV Plus. And you got the Mets, uh, the uh, Yankees, and Red Sox at one oh five. Maybe Brando Nimmo plays tonight. Let's hope. Well, you could have Brando Nimmo in center, Sterling Marte in right. Okay. I and like the outfield. Tony Smith in left. I like it. I like the outfield, Jerry. <laughs> Quick break. When we come back, we got Moore's Tiger. to do's. We can talk about Tiger Woods. We can all, I'm going to give you a weird analogy as well from Garrett Cole coming up. Uh, but the Masters, that's next on The Fan. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, 523. It's the warm-up show until 6 o'clock. Uh, two quick things before we get to Tiger, and we're going to spend a lot of time on Tiger. Just real quick with the Yankees. Did you hear the comparison that Garrett Cole gave about Yankees-Red Sox? What did he say? I'm going to ask, do you think it was about comparing it to other great rivalries? Like, say, well, give me a great rivalry. Lakers-Celtics back yeah, in the day. Yeah, there you go, Jerry. Um, you, the Cowboys-Redskins back in Duke, the day. North Carolina. Duke, oh, good North one. Carolina, present day. No, when he talked about Yankees-Red Sox, he, he said this. I just kind of see it as... You know, two stags locking up in the uh, locking up in the forest. What's a stag? Isn't that a horse? Is that right? There what aren't horses. It's in a the... deer. It's a deer. Okay. There aren't horses in the forest. Yeah, that's what he compared. Two stags to... locking up. Yeah. Somebody's gonna break an antler every once in a while, and uh, and nobody's certainly gonna back down. I would have said just like when Snooker fought Magnificent Morocco. <laughs> there you go. There's one. In a steel cage. There's one reference to Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Yeah, someone will climb to the top and get out. And then the other thing real quick, and then we'll do Tiger. Does this count as the first no-hitter of the year? You Darvish, six innings, no-hit baseball last night? No, he's got to go full nine. And then he was pulled. And they lost. I mean, like, leave me in the game. <laughs> he, threw, he threw 92 pitches. He left the game with the lead, but the Padres wound up losing to the Diamondbacks. Seth Beer on National Beer Day Ooh. hit the game-winning home run. I wouldn't have come out. I would be like, I'm not leaving. He Physically left. remove me. Yeah. That's no, what he... I would have said if I was you, Darvish. Physically take me out. You need to carry me out of the game the way they carry David Wells out after his perfect game. There, there you go. You got to pick me up. Well, you got to bring multiple uh, coaches out here. Put me on your shoulders and walk me out of here because I got a no-hitter going on. Now, what's funny about this, real quick, is he comes out of the game. So he goes six innings, no hits, then comes out of the game. I'm trying to think if he started the seventh. Uh, let's see. He did not start the seventh. So Tim Hill comes in to start the seventh. First batter base hit. Stupid Tim Hill. That's funny, isn't it? Yes. So anyway, all right. So let's get to Tiger. I'm very proud of you. Thank you, Jerry. That you actually watched most of this yesterday, yes. if not all of it. So I went home uh, and I put it on uh, Masters.com. I thought they did a great job. They I couldn't figure out how to follow just one golfer. Well, the featured group. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm but not even sure I could figure that out. But you just hit featured group. They just kept bouncing. They always went to Tiger anyway. Yes, always. That you, uh, if you followed on the featured group on Masters.com, you did not miss one Tiger shot. Right, not one. They kept going to Tiger, 
And I thought it was awesome. I was like involved with every shot. Look at you. So it is a little slow. So I ate my lunch, watched it, did some exercising, did push-ups and arm curls, Jerry, while watching it. They did take a one-hour nap. <laughs> and you only missed a couple holes. Got back up, put it right back on. Yeah. Uh, watched that, got my dinner ready. I So I had it on most of the time. And I was feeling bad. Like when Tiger would hook one into the woods, I was like, what is going on? And what then he, he launches doing? it over the trees yes. within 10 feet of the hole just off the green. And then I love really that something. interaction he had with the, the golf woman who uh, I guess is an official about where he could put his feet so it wasn't in the wet puddles. <laughs> he was like, can I put the ball here? Did you like the F off? Yes. <laughs> that was awesome. I like how the announcers don't even reference no refer- it. Just dead air. It was loud as could be and yeah. crystal clear, and they just move on, Yeah, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> he held the F off. Yes, because his shot, I think when, was that the shot that hit the green and spun down or went over? I forget, but he missed the green, and he was not pleased. And he missed that that shorter putt, too, he was angry about he early did. on. It was like, Well, he missed a couple of short ones, yeah. but he came back. He actually ended up under par. And at one point, Cam Smith, I think, was six under. I think he finished four under. And the I had never heard of the kid who's in the lead right now. Yeah. Go find eh, real quick. What's his name? Here we go. Friday, Friday, Friday. All right, Masters. What was his name? I can't find it. And what time does that get underway today, Jerry? Sunjay M. I'd never heard of him. Uh, 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Well, Tiger doesn't play till 1.40. 1.40, okay. But they started, That's all I care about. They started 8 o'clock in the morning. And this Sunjay M starts at 9.39. All right, so Tiger's why I watched that too. Yeah, well, it's interesting that you could have a late tea time Thursday and then early on Friday. I thought them giving him the 10.30, 1.40 it gives him, not that it's days, but it gives him more time to recover a little bit, at least a few more hours, as opposed to that quick go home, sleep, get up, and get back at the golf course. The problem is... If he thinks he's going to win, he's at one under. If anybody atop the leaderboard that's got an earlier tee time has a good morning, he could get out there and be nine shots off the lead before yeah. he even starts. So I don't know that that will happen. It's hard to go wire to wire, and I don't know that M will do that. But, you know, he could find himself down a lot before he ever tees off that uh, second round. Now, he said that he was as sore as he expected to feel, but it was amazing. He made a, He had a lot of good shots. He really did. Yeah, I feel... Well, first of all, he will wake up sore this morning. I'm sure he will. He's going to have to stretch that out, Jerry. Have you ever walked a golf course as hilly as that? No. Have you ever walked I've... a golf course? Uh, you have when you're in Tampa, right? Yeah, no. We always, uh, always had carts. It's a, it's a, I know people make fun of it, but if you've never done it, you're talking about walking five hours up and down. You know, I don't mean a flat you know, New Jersey course. I mean a course that's got a lot of, as Boomer said yesterday, undulation. Like it's tough, and if you're not used to it and your body's not into that rhythm, you're going to be sore today. I wish I had hopped on this Tiger bandwagon 100 years ago when he... When he started? When he first started on the scene. and Why was I not watching this? You don't watch anything. I know, but... And you were certainly weren't going to watch golf. Right. Golf seemed so boring, but he's interesting. He's I, an interesting person. I think... I I really do believe for most, not everybody, I think for most people, at least for me, until I played it, I had zero interest in it. I really did. I I didn't want to watch it. I wasn't. I would see it. We used to make fun of it. Remember when um, we would watch the NFL on CBS in September and they'd have the one o'clock game and there would be no doubleheader game. They'd go to golf coverage. We'd go, what are they putting this crap on for? And we would go right to 
channel, whatever it was, or I guess it was Fox, I guess at the time, or or NBC or whatever. It's, but then I started playing, and you you really do. You if you like it, you get hooked on it, and then you start watching them because now you start understanding how difficult it is. That for me is what hooked me. I think unless you play it, it's hard to get into it. And the way that they bounce around from hole to hole, so sure. it's, it, it does move. You know, no well, because there's always someone sh- hitting somewhere. No one's getting hit in the face with a fastball. Nobody's getting sacked, but there still seems to be something going on. And maybe because I'm older, man, now, Jerry, maybe I'm just enjoying golf more. I don't know why you don't try and play. Yeah, that I'm not interested in. Why? I like watching, and I like playing video game golf. Cause it, but why would you not? I've seen you on the range. Yeah. You actually know what you're doing. Why would you not want to get out there and play on a beautiful afternoon because when you've got nothing else happening? There's a difference between being on the driving range and when you hit a far shot, it looks cool, and you don't realize that it's like 50 yards off the fairway. You're right. And then when you get on an actual golf yeah. course, and even if you crush one, it could just be like in the woods. I'm telling you, though, if it is the most peaceful afternoon you can spend. Yeah. It can be frustrating. I am not saying it's not. But especially on a nice day. It seems you, like a cool, like it. cool thing to do. To when you go on vacation, it right? is. So yeah. if you go to Arizona, you get cool golf courses. Even when uh, sometimes you know you go on these cruises and they stop off at these different ports and they yep. always offer golf and all that. I would like to play golf in a beautiful. Those are the area. only times I've ever that Kim's ever come and played golf with me. But golf to me, away. playing golf is like playing blackjack. I I feel like I would ruin the other people's games Not by being there wrong. because I don't really know what That's I'm doing. That's a terrible, terrible way to go about it. Here's how you will never... You can play with the best golfer in the world. As long as you move, it doesn't matter. Like, you can swing and miss, but if you don't take 17 practice swings and you just swing again and then go follow your ball and hit the ball and just know the proper etiquette, know just know when to hit and when not to. That's all you need to know. Just move. And then you can play with guys that are really good that are slow as molasses and you want to blow your brains out because it's so boring. Like Lepresti was like that. Oh, he seems like a I practice think he has changed swing guy. His, oh, he used to be two practice swings, stand over the ball, check out the shot, step back, another practice swing. I played with him in Beningo. Joe almost killed him on the third hole. When I was uh, living down in Tampa and playing golf, we, we used to play. I forget what is it, best ball where like those are tournaments, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where if you hit the best shot, we all take mm-hmm. a shot from you. Then I liked that. I felt you no see, I pressure. Hate that. So if I, pressure, That's so terrible. I had a line drive in the woods. No biggie. Just go to That's the guy. I don't who like hit the going best to play shot. tournaments. Oh, I like. That. I want to play my own ball. I want to play the course. Yeah, I don't have any interest in playing my own ball. It's always oh. in the wrong place. And by the way, to be clear, Lepresti is tremendous. He's a really good golfer. But the last time I played with him, he was slow as molasses. Slow. I knew it. I knew he was a slow guy. But he said, he told me that he has changed his ways. He's taken the advice. He's heard the criticism. And that he has sped his game up. I was wondering this, Jerry, also. Why was Tiger Woods not in his classic red shirt? Because that's on Sunday, Al. Is it? <laughs> Who would know that? Everybody that's watched him for the last 20 years. You were in a hot pink shirt. It's Thursday. The red shirt is saved for Sunday. Does he wear the hot pink all the time or he changes no, it up? Thursday. I don't, like, I don't what believe. What do have on today? I, he might have black on today. That's or white. Like, Al, if you'd ever notice any of the highlights of him winning a major championship. Yeah. Always in red. Always in red. Always in red. That's why I thought that was just his look. On like, Sunday. I thought he was always in the red. On Sunday. On Sunday. It's like, like, why not it's have, like an intimidation thing. Why not have, but why not intimidate me on Thursday in your red, big That's red shirt? That's his Sunday closing look. 
That's why. I did not. How would I not know that? Because you don't watch. But someone should have told me that. You, over just, years. you just parachuted into the Tiger Woods <laughs> like universe. You literally just said, I wish I Welcome. got in on the Tiger Woods bandwagon when it started. It started over two decades ago. <laughs> 97, was it, or six? It was 97. When he won, yeah. Right. I remember he was on the on the cover. I have that. I have of, that SI. I remember he was on the cover of GQ in 1997. Okay. You know how I remember this? There was a girl I was on a first date with. I ended up uh, dating her for a year. Her name was Cheryl. was down in Florida. I had just... It was our first date. We went to dinner. We went back to my condo. I had a uh, Tiger Woods GQ on the coffee table. She goes, oh, uh, I got to run to the bathroom. She goes, Let me, can I... You mind if I borrow this? She would... What? She took a poop on a first date and took a magazine in the bathroom. Either that or she was really turned on by Tiger Woods. <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy. And she knew she wasn't getting anything from you that night. <laughs> crazy. So that's how I know 97 Tiger Woods was on the cover of GQ oh, in the red is, shirt. That is phenomenal. I thought Tiger was just trying to change it up. Like, well, maybe I try hot pink this time. Are you aware of his first Masters win? Am I aware it exists? Like, I know he won the Masters. Like, how incredible it was, how he struggled on the front nine, and then from that point forward just took off. No, I don't recall Won that. by a record number of strokes. <laughs> They had to change the course and because other courses. They call be- it tiger proofing. Mm-hmm. I, I did not know that. <laughs> and and he's been in the public eye so long. Do you remember the Mike Douglas show? Yes, I, I think, recall. I, that. I think everybody has seen yeah. that. At this yeah, point. I've seen. He was that. on as a five-year-old. I don't even thing. think you got to be a sports fan to have seen that at this point. Well, you know, the Sunday Red thing really threw me off. <laughs> I saw him on Johnny Carson when he was a little kid as well. <laughs> the, the Red thing threw him off. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. But it's why five, not intimidate every time you go out there? He, Thursday, his, uh, Let me tell you this. You know how some guys command a room? Yeah. His presence is intimidating. And I will tell you that there's there's there really is. This sounds goofy to some maybe. There is an aura about him that some guys have, not many. He's got it. Always has. The announcer made, I don't know who the two golfers ahead of Tiger were at the early on in the round. That were playing with him or before him, you're saying? Uh, that were they were just when you looked at the leaderboard. Okay. At one point early on, there were two guys ahead of Tiger. It was yeah, two right. guys in Tiger, and they weren't big names. Right. And the announcer said, uh, hey, "You might want to screen grab that and frame it if you're one of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> you're leading Tiger Woods at the Masters." That, well, even like the kid Joaquin or whatever the hell his name was that was playing with him yesterday, like he's walking the course and playing with Tiger and beating him. Like that's really cool. Whereas the oh, who's the other guy who was playing with Jesus. Um, I'm blanking out. And he was. Hoosier Hoosian? Oh, right. <laughs> Louis Ustazen. <laughs> he was terrible. Like, that was a tough day for him. The other kid, though, completely unfazed and was making shot after shot. It was, it was pretty well. All right, got, we gotta take a break. That's got to be like the kids who play against Tom Brady now, who's like, I was one when Tom Brady won a Super Bowl. Now I just picked off Tom Brady. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. You're right. 537. We got to take a break. We'll come back. We got more to do. And then Boomer and Geo, top of the hour, six o'clock. Fun Friday on the fence. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
you doing? It's Friday. <laughs> Friday, Friday. You... <laughs> God, what I want to say. It's a quarter to six. And we ripped through this hour. We, we had a no-hitter by you, Darvish that was botched because he had to come out of the game. We had the Mets winning in Washington, although Pete Alonso took one on the chin. Like, literally took one on the chin. We got the Yankees starting today. We got Tiger Woods. I don't know what else there is to do. Do you think we're going to get all... Remember last year we got a bunch of no-hitters, especially early in the yes, season? Yes, and I still won the bet. Do you think we're going to get that this yeah, year? I Over, think you'll under, get, Jerry, yes, no-hitters. I think because of the way offenses now go about their business, the upswing, the launch angle, the exit, all this crap. Like You made a really good point earlier about how you like that the Mets scored five runs without the use of the home run ball. Well, in a lot of cases, a lot of teams are looking for the three-run homer. So I still believe that pitching will dominate and we'll have a million home runs and there will be no hitters. What would you? What would be a fair over-under number to bet well, on no no hitters? So we had a few early last and year. It's got to be a. It's got to be one pitcher. Yes, and going not, the complete game, no hitter. Correct. And the seven-inning doubleheaders are out now, so out. we don't have to worry about that anymore. Well, last year after we had a few early, we set the over-under at nine and a half. And I think it came in at eight, and I won that bet. All right. So I would say let's go at eight and a half. We'll take it down, and uh, we'll take it down one, and we'll put it right on the line. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. I think I would probably take the under. You're gonna take the under. Yeah. I will take the under again as well. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Still, eight and a half. You still, you get five, six, seven no hitters. It's still a lot. That is a lot. You know, now it's a million games in the course of a year when you factor in all thirty teams, but that's still a big number for no hitters. Correct. Jerry, I see that uh, for the Yankee uh, home opener today, that uh, Garrett Cole and Kyle Higashioka are going to use Pitchcom, which is the communication device where Higashioka wears it on his wrist. Yeah. And uh, Garrett Cole and up to, I believe, three other uh, fielders can have the earpiece in their ear, and that's how they're going to communicate their pitches. Interesting. Now, I didn't realize, I heard Evan say this yesterday or the day before, in several stadiums in spring training, this had been going on. I was not aware. I don't know if you were. I was not aware. So that. my guess would be, and I don't know this, my guess would be that he's tried this before, and if that's the case, then there should be no issues. Right. It would be weird if they've decided to try it for the first time on opening day. Yes. That would be bizarre because that would that would bother me. Like, I, I would be so locked in on that as a pitcher. Imagine Higgy at one point. Can you hear me now? <laughs> <laughs> You're getting the signal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I look. Listen. I wonder what it sounds like in your ear. Like he's hitting a, a button on the. I hope the it's not a vibration. <laughs> right. Well, like, why wouldn't it be a vibration on his wrist instead of a, something in his ear? I do not know the answer to that. Is it, is it like a robot that goes fastball? It might be low and away. It might be. I don't know. I need to know. I I got gotcha. you. Well, all right, that's a good. So you just said fastball low and away. Is it going to be that in depth, or is it just going to be fastball? You just input your pitches I think and then it, you give a sign for location. I don't know. They made it seem like the the reason why the fielders would have it is so that they would know how to position themselves. Well, 100%. So I would think just knowing a fastball is coming is not enough for an outf- for a fielder uh, to position he It's it's not, but an off-speed pitch is. All right. What about an EFIS pitch. <laughs> that too. Up in the air that and too. down. Well, and one of the things they're saying as well is that this will speed up the game a little bit. I don't know how much it's going to speed up the game. I like when they well, go, we'll see. Uh, this game was shortened by one minute and 35 seconds. Oh, wow. <laughs> how about we try and shorten it by 25 minutes? <laughs> yes. That would be, yeah. Tell I hear me you. games are shortened by 
minutes does nothing for me. No, it does nothing. Now, I see that, uh, I don't know if you had this yesterday in one of your updates. I don't think so. This uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. uh, Oh, this whole thing with Freddie Freeman? Yeah, that uh, they had asked him if there was anything he was going to miss about Freddie Freeman. Now, this was in Spanish, correct? Correct. Yes, they had asked him if there was anything he was going to miss about Freddie Freeman uh, leaving. And he said, uh, no, nothing. Uh, And then there he said that uh, there were lots of clashes with him. And then Freeman was on MLB Network last night. Is that right? Couldn't have spoke nicer. I mean, it was fine. Yeah, it did seem like there may have been an, a little miscommunication as to what it meant. Very possible. Very possible. Like, I don't know. Because, like, Stephen Waldron was texted me last night, which I didn't see it until I went to bed, and at that point I wasn't responding. Um, and I watched it because I was watching. MLB Network did a great job yesterday. Me and my son were watching. They had the Cubs game on. For a little while, then they showed you the Royals and Bobby Witt Jr. in his first career base hit. It was the go-ahead shot as they beat the Guardians. Still weird to say. Very that. weird. Um, but so we were back and forth on that. And then after those games ended, they had Freddie Freeman on. It just looked weird in the, in the different unit. But they asked him about. It. He was fine. Like it wasn't. Didn't yeah, even seem like, like it bothered him. It wasn't a story. It was nothing. Like when Mike retired, if someone came to me like, "What are you going to miss about Mike? Are you going to miss anything about Mike?" I probably would be like. Not really. Not that that's not saying anything bad about just like. Right, but you didn't well, do. Yeah, it was nothing. Like I right. I didn't have day to day contact with them. Like maybe these guys just. Right. They performed well together, but they weren't friends. What is yeah, so wrong with that? They hang out after the games and things. Just like, nah. Like, yeah. I would think they're in, in most baseball major league locker rooms. You've got little clicks of guys that get along and clicks of guys that don't. But it doesn't mean they're not teammates and it doesn't right. mean they're not going to play well together. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. And the fact that he said it in Spanish hurts us because it's like you can't even play the audio. What's the point? And, and then. And he kind of walked it back himself. Yeah. Uh, yesterday or the day before this uh, Ronald Cunha Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much ado about nothing, Jerry. I, I would agree with that. Did you see Tom Brady showing off his shirtless body yesterday? I didn't. I was thought you were going to go to Anthony Rizzo, but Tom Brady. Shirtless, glistening in the sun. Who. Would you say impressive? Uh, getting better, strangely enough. As he's getting older. Right. So weird. So he he did a, like a short, looked like a viral video type thing. That's what it looked like. Although I'm sure it, he knew what he was doing because right. it was for his Brady brand clothing. Of course. But he was shirtless at one point in it. And he looked... Pretty good. He looked more muscular. 44 years old. Not bad. That uh, TB12 method works. It is working. For I'm you. going to oil myself up. I'm going to get in my banana hammock. I'm going to take my shirt off. That's what I do for relaxation. Did you do that at the remote that that apparently was recorded at? <laughs> that was either at, the super, at a Super Bowl remote or... Or maybe Boomer's Foundation remote. Something. It's funny. I was having a good time for myself. I think so. Uh, two quick things about NFL wide receivers since that's a big seems to be a big story this offseason. Debo Samuel has removed... All traces of the 49ers from his Instagram page. Don't care. Now he's mad. Who cares? You don't care about that. No, I don't care about guys that make a fortune yeah. that go passive aggressive like this. Very passive aggressive. Tell your agent to get the deal done, and if not, knock it off. Right. It's Silly. It, yes. It Jerry, is. it's childish. But but it does get people talking about you. Yes. 
So like me. I guess mission accomplished. Yes, you take and, the bait and run with it. And then the other one uh, we kept hearing about, oh, maybe the Jets can get A.J. Brown from the Titans. Uh, uh, Mike Vrabel said uh, he's not going to be traded, quote, as long as I'm the head coach. Where did he say this? On the internet. Where? I don't know. Okay. I got it off Pro Football Talk. Yeah, they usually do a really good job, though, of sourcing their story. They may have sourced it. I may have just not written it down on my show sheet. So it's very possible. Or read the article. I read the article. (laughs) I'm more reading articles these days, by the way. Are you really? You have found out that you've got plenty of time to actually do it? Uh, Yeah. I feel like I get more in-depth more in-depth things sometimes when I read the article. Like, if I would have just read the beginning of the Pete Alonso getting hit in the face and watched the video, I wouldn't have known he was spitting blood. That's very true. Because very true. the spitting. By the way, do you know that in the MLB um, highlight package for the Mets Nationals game, it was like five, a five minute highlight package. They didn't show Pete Alonso getting hit in the face. Where is this now? I was this is the, the MLB highlight, highlight package. package. Didn't show it. Was it? Five, really? oh, five and five minutes. That is weird. Hmm. How do you not show a guy getting hit in the face with a fastball? You're right. It was on the Rich Eisen <laughs> show. Rich Eisen show. Yes, Mike Vrabel said this. So first of all, John Robinson, their GM, said it last week. Okay, that they that they have not received any calls about him, and their intention is to keep him. And then uh, Vrabel Thursday on the Rich Eisen show. That's where he said what he said. He said he ain't yes. going anywhere. So it was not on the internet. It was actually on a radio show on TV. And I see the NFL that? is also in talks, Jerry. They want it. They want Netflix to carry their NFL no, films enough. archive. I, yeah, that I'm Netflix. interested in. I can't. No, the just archive's for, fine. Yeah. That's fine. It's not games or anything. That, it's not for games. Okay. It's so I can just, watch Football Follies? Yeah, Football Follies. Right, that'll be fun then. NFL's hardest hits. I don't think they'll put that on there, though. That's true. I think that right, stuff's was, been removed. It was all concussion hits. Yeah. I don't think you see Jack Tatum anytime soon. We used to really enjoy a good concussion hit. No we more, had, Jerry. We got to take a break. It's uh, 5.53. We got Boomer and Geo very, very soon. And one final story from Al. Right now, it's Zach Gelb, Odyssey Sports Minute, Tiger Woods. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Mets win on opening night. You got them playing again tonight with Max Scherzer. Yankees opening day against the Red Sox at the stadium. Wall-to-wall coverage on the fan. Tiger Woods won under. Also, Rangers won last night. And you got uh, Panarin talking like Boomer with taxes. We'll get to that later, too. I heard he mentioned taxes and Joe Biden. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I see CC Sabathia's got himself another job, Jerry. He I told was, you this yesterday. Uh, you did tell me this yesterday. Yeah. That he's a special assistant to Rob Manfred. I wanted to see what his duties were. Like, what does this mean? Saying the F word over and over. No, that is not what it is. <laughs> it seems like a lot of duties for one man. Is this true? Yeah. This is what he his duties are. He will address player relations, diversity, equity and inclusion, Social responsibility, youth participation, and broadcasting. Okay, so that to me That's a lot of work. Sounds like a fifteen million dollar a year job. <laughs> <laughs> they probably give him one hundred and fifty grand. <laughs> 
Yeah, it sounds like a lot. You think he has an office over there at MLB? I don't know. I, well, no, probably not. No? Everything's, you think he's working so much from is home? virtual. I yeah. want an office. He's probably got an office in his monstrosity of a home in Jersey or wherever the hell he lives. Do you think Eli Manning has an office at the Giants? Yes. You do? I think that's possible. I don't know that. I would think it's very possible. Like, he yeah. goes, whenever he wants to go there, he just... Uh, he does a lot office. of work for them online and everything. Yeah. So it's not like he's there just hanging around. He's there working. But it gives you a place to go because once these guys retire and they, what do you do? they're stuck at home with their wives and kids, they'd be like, I gotta, I do have to go to the office today. Could you, for, well, see, you're single, so it doesn't really, it doesn't work for you. But I could not imagine being home with my wife every day with nothing to do. I, I can't either. And she couldn't imagine it either. And we do spend a lot of time together because of the hours. Yes. But she's got a job, so it's, you know, it kind of crosses. Imagine every day waking no. up at 9 a.m. and looking at each other all day. No, I could not. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station. Tailgate Rock. Rock songs that will crank up the good times. Featuring songs from Van Halen, The White Stripes, Kid Rock, and more. Search for Tailgate Rock on the Odyssey app to listen. It's Boomer and Geo on The Fan and the CBS Sports Network. From the Bill Ford Tough Studio, Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are on the Odyssey app. Good 